And I must keep running, running, and 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 running, running, All right, and I'm here with Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. How are you today? Oh, lovely. And we have two books that me and you are doing right here. They're kind of little side deals that can be fun now and again. We'll see if that's the case, Uh, especially when Carnage, which we'll start with, goes off into Thor lands and things like that. People are confused about what's going on here in this long game. It's an odd choice to bring Carnage into the... The realms. Yeah, yeah. And then get Malekith straight up here, though. By the end, this is one of the more straightforward issues that we're going to get of Carnage so far. And yeah, I do it's, appreciate it's, it's that. It's more clear who the players are, what their goals are, and how they're in opposition to, opposition to each other, which makes for a, a more fun reading experience because we know what the hell's going on. And actually, at this point, like you said, now, not that they have come face to face with. You know, you end up having Cletus there with John Shade, one of our favorite names ever. John Shade. You know, and the things going on with Old Carnage. And so so they're not face-to-face yet, but you see them going against each other. And I think that that was a good play, as you can see them getting closer and closer to what will be hopefully a pretty cool battle between both Carnage and Cletus. And, you know, the guys that are there with them that are kind of like, might end up being collateral damage. They they might be caught in the middle of something that they really don't want to be caught in the middle of. But this is Carnage number six, written by Ram V, art by Roger Antonio, colors by Eric Arcianega, letters by VCs Joe Sabino. Carnage is loose, rejected by its former host, Cletus Cassidy. The Carnage symbiote is on its own, but it has found a disciple in serial killer Kenneth Neely, your favorite Kenneth Neely. After attacking and stealing the and powers the of superpower individuals the artiste i go by carnage traveled to zwartenheim and possessed one of the mythical hellhounds sacred to the dark elves now carnage has all it needs to take down its next victim malekith so that's why it is and what it is heading towards but detective jonathan shade is hot on carnage's trail after an encounter with the symbiote he's been hearing cletus cassidy's voice in his head thanks to cletus shade knows that the only way to stop carnage is to get the malekith first and like you said this is more of a straightforward deal. Now, the idea of the Hellhound, remember when I ended up saying, like, what did he do with that Hellhound and what's going on? Now we see that, but I think that it was a weird play. He kind of comes and goes. Yeah, that's the weird play. That, yeah, that's there's, what a, gets there's a couple scenes. They went back to, okay, so what was the Hellhound doing when they're fighting all these dozens and dozens of creatures of hell? And no idea. He's off somewhere, off panel. I like seeing the Hellhound with him. I like the idea that go get him, boy. What, what like, this Hellhound can do in a battle? Man, yeah, it seems like what it does I mean, is sniff down Neely, things. Neely, who is this little wimp fighting, you know, skeletons and things, and the the Hellhound you'd think would be involved somewhere. Yeah, because as all this is going down, you do end up where the reports are going into hell, and she finds out that there's a bunch of nonsense coming their way. But always is like, oh, well, you know, this is part of the deal. This will be okay. I got all my eyes and ears all over the place. I'll find out what's going on. But it seems like, hey, they're heading towards Malekith. Oh, really? Well, that's kind of the place that I would have expected. And hell's full of trials. So here we go. So it's okay to start out with that and end up seeing that 
maybe there's other people, but it doesn't feel carnagey. And that's the problem I have with Ram V and most of the things, even stuff that people love at DC. Uh, but here at Marvel with Venom and here with Carnage, he doesn't seem to really be that concerned with showing, you know, everything going on with the main characters. And he continues here, but it's a little better, at least because we see the plan, the plan of getting Malekith. They have to get to there and they have to fight through a bunch of, you know, people in hell. And you do end up where our man Kenneth Neely, he is doing his deal. I never thought of him being a serial killer meant that he's you know, badass here, and ha- but he ends up right. being he's, able to slice and dice. He sneaks up on people and, you know, bops them over the head and then takes them home and does experiments. He's not really the, you know, fighting an army with a sword kind of a guy, although he seems to be doing all right. I think that's one of the one of the themes of this issue is him changing, him growing into something different. And with that, you're going to end up having him, in a way, be able to see his past sins. Is he going to accept that and whatnot? But before we even get into that, though, we end up seeing our man Jonathan Shade, who ends up where he's going with Cletus, who's leading him right to what Cletus knows is the plan for Carnage. He wants to get Malekith. Where you know, in these things, these plans are never really that well spelled out. Of okay, no, he wants this for this. That's the really mystery. know why Cletus is there to begin with. Like, how exactly did he ride along with the symbiote? Because Cletus, again, we're just he's just a voice in. Uh, yeah, he's the boy's head Shade's right now. Head. Or John Shade's head, yeah, uh, Cletus is. And so yes. when you end up where they go and get Malekith, but even then John Shade has to fight himself out of this serpent and all these trials to get to Malekith, who they end up getting to. And you end up, Cletus basically says, if you kill him, it's over. I mean, this is it. You just have to kill him. Then the But of course, John Shade, I like at one point where Ram V did make me crack up and it's, this week of a lot of books that cracked you up. This <laughs> really? Actually, this one? Yeah, this cracked me Carnage? up when, when you end up having John Shade go, listen, I cannot kill Malekith. I'm a cop. And you end up, Cletus is like, really? Like, this, the crap that you have gone through here, you're really still playing cop here? This is well beyond that. Like, we have, we're in the yeah, realms right. here. We end up, you're, you have a voice of a serial killer. Just stop it. You're not a cop. Let's go. And he ends up not doing that anyway. But there are some clever things in here, though, because as you end up having, you know, Kenneth, Neely and Carnage battle their way through all of this, they then get another trial. Again, though, this is stuff that I think Ram V, it's clever, but is it something that I want from a Carnage book? And is it exciting and is it neat or whatnot? Because he ends up getting attacked. First, Neely gets attacked by I can never pronounce any of these. I'm telling you, I hate these names, but it is that giant (laughs) owl serpent. You didn't take Old Norse in school? No, I didn't take Old Norse in school. No, I did not. People ignored me as I was in school. That's all I can make work. (laughs) I was a loner, I'll tell you. Uh, But it comes down and what it does is it ends up pretty much eating and judging and showing you your it, sins. It, it gives them the penance stare. There's, we have like so many versions of the penance stare in the Marvel Universe. This is one more. And so you end up seeing, you know, the awfulness of what Kenneth Neely is. And I think at this point, you're almost able to, okay, you showed me my sins. I have to, uh, you know, repent. I got to do this. But in hell, you don't really do that anyway. He even says, Kenneth kind of likes the idea. Hey, I'm in hell. They don't judge you here. You just go through trials. You just end up having to do things. So afterwards, I don't know if you're expecting Kenneth Neely. Oh, no, I've been so bad. I can't. No, 
he's just like, man, I saw that cool crap. I think that he thinks this is like the greatest hit at one point. He does go down on his knees. As yeah, it hurts him, but then he gets rescued by Carnage and the Ross Velg tries to penance their Carnage. And of course, Carnage likes it, which is what we often see from, I mean, that we just saw that in the new Fantastic Four, the exact same scene. And with that, the play here, the clever play is supposed to be that a thing that ends up doing the penance there and actually seems to consume, eat off your sins. This is a buffet that never ends. And now you're going to be like Mr. Creosol in the uh, Mighty Python skit where you're just going to blow up. With a thin. <laughs> I'm like telling her, oh, no, no, I can't have another. With a thin. I love that scene. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Oh. Uh, and so with that, then, yeah, it's too much. Ends up, you know, spitting out blood, can't take it. And that's, you know, that's kind of the cool way to defeat that. I thought that that was kind of a neat deal. But it's not really fully defeated because then you end up, Carnage says to Kenneth, listen, you wanted to kill a god? This is your deal. You're a serial killer. And I guess a serial killer killing a god, like, that's the big, that's the big time, right? And goes up and has to kill you know, this deal and ends up running the sword and I'm getting covered in the blood that really is like the blood of the sins of carnage and all them, all that seems to like he it. gets to you know kill a god with a sword, which is very different than his little scalpel stuff he was doing back in the real world. And there you go. There is where and it would have been a funny play, not a funny play. I think it would maybe been a better play to have this scene first. They go in and this is the first trial and he does end up to make him more of you know what? I could be a badass action guy then, and let's kill everybody here and then have that sword and go through. But it's kind of the opposite way. And like you said, it felt a little weird for Kenneth Neely to be this action guy killing everybody at first. Yeah, I would have expected him to be more of a, you know, cringing, hiding, running away at this point. Yeah, exactly. But he's, he's too enthusiastic. He's growing. About it. Yeah, and he's growing and he's ready to, to go to town. Uh, and in that, you don't, the play here to me seems to be the idea, okay. Does Cletus really like, is Cletus making Kenneth into something so he could be a vessel? Like, okay, listen, you're like clay. I'm going to mold you into something. Or is he just messing with them? Or is this something that he wants to end up yeah, getting we Cletus? We don't know Carnage's goal here. At this point, he does have to get Malekith, but we saw that John Shade and Cletus have already beaten him to it. It makes sense for the story, for, for Rom V to have someone with, with Carnage, because otherwise those scenes would be boring because he's got no one to talk to, no one to explain his schemes to. So it's good for us for him to have Kenneth, but we don't know what Carnage wants. And to Kenneth have is kind of a cool play to do that because he is, you know, super fan, but at points he'll even question, then Carnage is yelling at him. So you do get that play and that is how things are revealed. But they're like, Hey, let's go. We got to go and get, you know, Malekith. But we see then that John Shade didn't kill Malekith. Again, Cletus says, let's, kill him we have to kill him this is it this is the plan at this point you kill malekith the plan ends and then carnage is done but of course john shade he's too good a guy at one point i i don't know that i love the dialogue from malekith here it just seemed a little off but you end up where he's like kind of trying to get out but they have to escape from hell here and that is the play where malekith has escaped a bunch of times so that's the that is like the roundabout wink wink that they kind of need him. Yeah, so but- I, I think it makes sense that Malekith is kind of in a weird mental place because he, he's been punished for the whole War of the Realms thing. He's been tied to this big X with his eyes sewn open so he can watch his, his younger innocent self playing. So he's 
he's got some weird stuff going on. So it, I'm okay with him and just being kind I'm of goofy. Telling you, Malekith is, I don't even think that this is that much. I, again, when he says, I'm, I think that when he's doing that thing, he's like, yeah, I'll think about when I was a kid. And- what bothered me is, okay, the idea is, okay, if we just go there and Cletus says, just kill him, right? Then it's over. Showed up here because he got killed at the end of the War of the Realms. And when a bad guy like this gets killed, you go to hell. But you're already in hell. So what even happens when you kill somebody in hell? Well, I don't know how you would kill them the way that they're doing it, but they end up seeing, you know, Carnage and Kenneth are killing all these other people in hell. So I guess. Right. So do they just reincarnate there? Yeah, I guess. Or whatever happens, it's that, I guess, that Carnage needs this, you know, tortured, dead version of Malekith and maybe killing him sets the plan awry. Maybe it takes a little bit of time. I don't know. I don't know the rules of how that plays out, but. You end up where they do have to escape from hell, and Malekith is a pretty good way to get out of that. So overall, and and in that, you know, all this stuff going on, and then you have you know Hella there, and she's kind of watching it and and can see things and going on where she's going to be involved as well. But overall, it was okay. But it did end up getting more straightforward. We end up having the two wide. You know, storylines coming closer and closer together, which is what we would want. And we want to see Cletus with John Shade versus Kenneth versus Carnage. You know, all this stuff going down to see how that plays out. Like I said, at the end, you just end up where Ram V ends it with like, hey, look, Cletus is back with Carnage. They kind of like begrudgingly, hey, or, or they get jealous of each other having these companions and decide that they love each other overall. And we'll get back. The team is Those back. Two I don't crazy know. Kids belong or together. they just yeah. end up separate. but. People will want the classic carnage with Cletus. That's what usually happens. You change the status quo for a bit, but it always comes back. Just like Batman always gets his money back. And I think that overall we're going to find out Cletus himself is doing this like, I got to show that we're better together. It almost feels like that idea. We're better as us two together. Let's go. whatnot. So I don't think Cletus really cares about saving people or the world or the universe, except it was the plan of total destruction. You obviously wouldn't want that, but. What would you give it at the end? Yeah, I think it definitely improved, much more straightforward storytelling. The art continues to be quite nice. And yeah, the characters are kind of growing on me. I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. I am going to give it a 7 out of 10 as well. I I actually am starting to like the character. I like John Shade. We always liked him for the name was great. But in that too, I want John Shade to come out of this. And Mm -hmm. then somehow he goes over to the Ghost Rider book. And teams up with that team on the side. I think he would fit really well with Hell Road or whatever. How name about is. Ghost Rider riding the spider buggy? Yeah, um, no, I don't there want that. And I Aww. don't want to. Yeah, that's Peter all I want Park now. Car. I I want him to be to <laughs> get the boot on that car and tow it to the the lot. And if you want to know what we're talking about, we were talking about the Spider Verse book this week by Dan Slott that we were yelling at. Well, I was yelling at you about. On the spotlight, because uh, Peter, Peter Park car, he can go to hell. I hope he runs out of gas as well. And that story, how many pages was it? Because four? you said four, it ran out of gas in half a page, is what Peter Park car did. And then Ghost Rider will show up. But yeah, I think that John Shade, just the name, got us right away. And we're like, all right. So I don't mind that. But seven out of 10 for both of us will go to the next book, which is what, Jason? This book is Strange, number six. The Big Spell, written by our friend Jed McKay, art by Lee Garbett, which is a new artist on this title, colors by Java Tartaglia, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Previously, since taking on the mantle, Klee and her partner Wong have had to contend with a new threat, the Blasphemy Cartel, 
a gang of ruthless mystics consolidating control over New York's magical underworld. From targeting innocent magical refugees to resurrecting dead superhumans, the cartel strikes with military-like precision. But who are they? Where do they come from? And does it have anything to do with the hole in Wong's memory? Yeah, and uh, we were talking about on the spotlight, even reviews and things like that. There's not a lot of reviews this week for any of the Marvel stuff, it seems, but you end up having three reviews for Strange. People like it, and I like this enough. I've been saying to you all along, though, this blasphemy cartel is nothing that I'm interested in. I kind of end up wanting to see, and and it's funny too because we get a big you were, reveal about them today. But yeah, uh, huge it's a reveal, reveal right? that I think everybody had to Google. Anybody who who if you're out there and you read the Blasphemy Cartel are really wand, and you went, wow, wand, wand. Please All write right. in. I want I want to meet you. I want to <laughs> buy you a beer because <laughs> I I can't imagine anyone remembers as wand who was in one obscure. Thunderbolts annual back annual. in like 2013. Not even the Thunderbolts no, no. book, an annual. And I'm like, really? Annual. Like, seriously? Like, not even like the Thunderbolts everyone remembers, like no. a different Thunderbolts. Yeah. And the funny play is, it seems neat. I mean, I you sent me a link and stuff, and we end up, it's a neat thing, but when you have to Google, when right. you get, when you is- get a, a cliffhanger and go, what the hell? And then have to Google it, that's not a real wow moment. Yeah. It, it might mean, be I neat. Know- I know some people have been reading comics longer than me. I have, have not been reading comics most of my life. And so some of these things are going to hit with people that I just don't resonate with me because I'm relatively new. But I, again, if this one was your wow moment, I want to meet you. Yeah, really. I mean, this ends up playing out like Wong is there, like, and we have Black Widow in this to find out that, and even then would be a little tropey, but the idea, oh my God, Red Room. Like, it's always that with Black Widow. But that is something you're like, Oh crap, that or Steve, you know, Rogers. Oh my god, Hydra, Red Skull. Like it's not as big as that. And it's kind of made me laugh how not big it is, but Yeah, Jed McKay likes to excavate some of these old bits of uh, continuity, and sometimes it kind of works and sometimes it, it falls a little flatter. Yeah, and I think I, that I like he's the idea of this this story in that Clea does not show up in this at all. It's it's a Wong story, and we had Last time, Strange number five, we didn't actually talk about, but the big reveal there is, wow, this Harvestman character is really the dead Stephen Strange who is being employed by death to round up all these revenants. So this person who keeps telling Clea, you can't bring back Stephen, you can't bring back Stephen. And so now we get like a break from that story to let that kind of settle in, I guess. And we're off with Wong. And, and the cover is cool. It looks like an old movie poster. I think it's supposed to look like the Chinatown movie poster. Yeah. If you look that up, it's got the same font same kind of colors to it and yeah so he's wandered around chinatown and he kind of goes to various places and i I think maybe there was like one too many stops on his trip for me he could have cut some of that out he he goes there with the bar with no doors and he ends up talking to who is the big character that we're going to end up you know seeing who she really flickering jenny who's end up where her look changes every time you see her it's kind of a clever deal and in that though He wants to know about this blasphemy cartel and says, I have this weird missing part of my memory. I don't know why, but it has to do with this blasphemy cartel. Do you know anything about them? Are they going to attack you? And this flickering Jenny's like, really? Look at all the people we have. And it's like guest star after guest star there. Like Agatha Harkness, you have Scarlet Witch, you have these big players. And no, they're not going to attack you. Count chaos. And what really goes well with at the end, you find out who this flickering Jenny really is which makes sense why she would be in this bar and why she's there of the idea of not being attacked. Like she is safe there 
and might be the only place she's safe. But we'll get back to that. And then you have this. And the thing is, you like the idea Wong's there. He's trying to go. I thought that this issue kind of drug out a little. And I still want more of Clea. I'm still not convinced that everybody's accepted her as the Sorcerer Supreme. So when you have this little aside with Wong, I think it gets away from the purpose of the book. And it does set up the story. But I thought that this was a bit of a overall boring issue because you're just going from place to place. He, yeah, there's I, I Wong like just the wandering it, around. It, there's just he, he. So he goes to the bar. Then he talks to Black Widow and learns kind of nothing from her. The, the gimmick here is he's got this medallion he wants identified, and he knows he kind of remembers it, but he also knows it's missing from his memory, so he wants to know what's up with that. And he's going from place to place. Black Widow says, I don't know who it is. He has this fight with the Lost Boys gang, which is just just an excuse for a fight scene. That's yeah, all it that's is. Yeah, that's all it is. And the show- We get a little bit of characterization from him because it shows him losing his temper. I like that we talked about his background where the Wongs have always worked with the Sorcerer Supreme. And it's the worst failure to outlive your Sorcerer Supreme because it's like it's like you're the bodyguard for the president, right? It's your job to take the bullet. You can die. That's still a success. But if the guy you're protecting dies, that's the biggest failure. And I thought that was kind of neat. That's and you a could neat see idea. Wong actually loses cool. You don't see that a lot. And that was No, right. and he wants to take it out and he realizes that he's losing his cool because he's frustrated and he's upset. The, the idea of getting Black Widow involved seemed very forced. I, yeah. I didn't expect her to just pull up on her motorcycle. And even then... That was a waste of a scene. That was just filling out some pages. Yeah, it really was. And the idea of Bats, where you didn't even get to play well with him because... And it's a funny line at the end where he doesn't even say anything to Black Widow. And he, they set it up. Hey, meet me alone. You don't know exactly who he's meeting. Well, I have a dog. Well, the dog's fine. The dog talks. Ah, And then she shows up as if she didn't even Talking know anything dog. about that. And ends up, oh, I thought we were supposed to be alone. Bats just runs away and then afterwards comes out. Wong says, thanks a lot. You could have at least said hello. Oh, man, she scares me. She could kill me. You're already dead. I don't think that would stop her. That's kind of a funny <laughs> deal. Yeah. But, Bats is just, always but fun. it doesn't mean anything. So then nah. you end up pretty much where you talk about this idea of the homage to Chinatown. But really, the Warriors poster is right there with the Lost Boys gang. Also mentioning Lost. It's all over the place with that. But in that scene, you do get to see him realize. And he says, I beat them up without any magic, but I'm going a little too far because I am frustrated. I usually don't do this. It's kind of embarrassing to me. It's kind of low. But that's what you do. Activate dental plans. And he does end up doing that. But where do we go from there? He ends up going to Central Park, right? To go see this again. I, I understand the deal, but. Why didn't you go here first? Why it's you're going to Jean Grey? That's pretty big, but it didn't feel. It just felt like another stop on the way. It didn't feel nothing in this book feels as big as I think Jeb McKay wants it to feel in my mind. You know, Black Widow. Yeah, this Jean was kind of neat because it, it ties in the they mentioned things that Doctor Strange had done with them in the past, helping them with the Terrigen Mist problems. Uh, so that was kind of neat. And then they go through his mind, and we see like bits of his history, and we see this conversation where Doctor Strange is looking at the medallion saying, hmm, this is interesting equipment. And then there's a blank where he can't like get to the part. I like it's redacted. Yeah, it's redacted. It has a That was pretty cool. But yeah. And then you see that little redacting bit kind of breaking away. You see a couple letters appearing. And it, it turns out that he sees that this was, well, now it's, it's a flickering Jenny. And he gets this... Uh, a bit of metal from Jean Grey, which is a thing that was going on in the X-Men that they kind of have ignored for a while now. But there's a special metal called Mysterium. 
they want it to be this new universal space currency. But one of the things it does is it's it's has anti magic properties. Yeah. Now the weird play here is in his mind, you do end up where it's being revealed, and he has to you know go through more painful memories. He's got to go. But in that deal, in his mind, it's revealed that it is, you know, this lady, you know, director Pandora Peters. I still don't know where he got the back and forth of, oh, that's flickering Jenny. I had no idea how he came that because even at that one point, the redacted starts going, it's director Peters that they're saying. And she has that specific look where flickering Jenny changes her look all the time. So even if you saw somebody that you didn't recognize, I don't know that you'd be able to tag it, but he already... He's like, oh, that must be her. She must be hiding as Flickering Jenny. I thought that that was a weird little play at the one point where you yeah, just jump to the deal. Yeah, that connection is not made. And and again, there's a bit where inside his visions, he says, the spell is broken. My memory has returned. But I don't know where that scene's supposed to be taking place. It's but even confused. with that, yeah. And when he says that, that you know, the the thing is, okay, I see this medallion deal. I see that it was the director of Juan, director. I still don't know how he ties that in. With flickering Jenny, but even then, where Jed McKay is trying to be smart in a issue that really does force a lot in and has these weird guest stars and whatnot, because of the mention, like everything seems very mechanical. Mention the Mysterium. Okay, then go. Also, before that mention, oh, I forgot to tip flickering Jenny. All these things line up in a way that seems like it's like you can tell the outline is right there to get to the next deal, to get to the next. And at the end, it didn't feel as clever because. He then gets some of that Mysterium from Gene, then finds out director Peters from Wand is kind of behind this, goes then to Flickering Jenny, knowing somehow that it is her, flicks that coin that will do the anti-magic. It all ends up at the end. I'm like, boy, that was really forced throughout all this just to get to a cliffhanger that people scratching their heads, right? Wand director Pandora Peters, and Wand is, as Wong tell us, it's Shields, it was Shields, Wizardry, Alchemy, Necromancy Department. <laughs> it's uh, kind of cool. I'm telling these you. Marvel acronyms are yeah. Are all forced, of this is forced. kind of cool. I don't mind. It's a neat little thing to play with, and it's kind of like okay, if you're going to do this, you're doing something that you really didn't explore a lot. Was in the one annual, so we'll get that. But the big reveal is that director Pandora Peters here. She's not the bad gal. She's on. She's on the run. Right. She's running scared too because. S.H.I.E.L.D. had this magical division, not the other magical division that's in charge of other things, a different magical division, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is not a thing anymore in the Marvel Universe. So when S.H.I.E.L.D. went away, this division kind of became its own, like, mafia. And that's why they have military precision, why they have military weapons, where they came from. That's why nobody's heard of them before, even though they're they're pretty good at what they do, because they used to be wand, and now they're just the blasphemy card. And I don't mind the idea where, oh my god, so they're taking things from the old one. No, no, no. They're Juan. Juan just became this, and I'm on the run from them, too. And even when you go, it's a funny play where Flickering Jenny, when she is talking to Wong at one point, sees that medallion, obviously recognizes it. Now we know that, but then says, listen, some things you just don't want to mess with. Come on, Wong, just stop. And at that point, when you figure out, oh, she's in, she's bad. No, no, no. She's on the run and just is trying to save his butt. At a point now, one of the funny plays is when you get to Wand, like you said earlier, <laughs> when he flings that thing to Black Widow, she goes down the nonsense as well. She's like, well, it's not DOA, which is Hydra's Department of Occult Armaments, then says it's also not the 666 Commandos, Department <laughs> X's Kashi Squad. I'm like, there are so many of these 
squads and things like that that I thought yeah, it was over, funny over that the it decades, is. They've all been created and, and nothing ever really goes away in the Marvel Universe. It's kind of tucked off in a corner somewhere. What I like it when I read it again, like thinking Wong. of yeah, yeah, thinking of this as her like, okay, I see what they're doing. They're making sure you know it's not them. Actually, I think that it's like, listen, it's none of these nonsense organizations. It's probably another one. And then when you get it, you're like, yep, it was. It's Wand. And another thing that threw me is that the medallion is it's kind of like a circle, but with some corners on it. And then the bit of Mysterium that Wong tosses to Flickering Jenny looks almost identical. Yeah, it looks so like I, it. I thought she was, he was tossing her the medallion, but it's a completely separate, almost identical piece of metal. So I think just art-wise, art-wise, that could have been made more distinct. Yeah, and, and it breaks down her glamour, so he sees who it is. Ted then points at her and starts yelling. But like I said, she says, yeah, you got it all wrong. Wand is the blasphemy cartel, and they want me dead as well. That's why I'm hiding. It makes sense then. That's the clever part where that's why she's hiding out in the bar with no doors, all that, because Works. that's the only safe place she can go because of all the magic users and the, the big deal. And probably ends up being able to hide there too because of like the signatures and nonsense. But even so, that's pretty cool. But next issue, it says that we do get Clea, which I want. I want it more Clea, and we don't get any in here. It's a nice little deal for the Blasphemy Cartel that I didn't care about. Now they kind of make me giggle that it's this wand, so maybe it did its job a bit, but when you end up saying it the next issue, too, because you get that big deal of the Harvester being Steven, and then go to this, it felt a bit of a letdown, but it's a cool down. I understand. I think you like sometimes to drop the big information, and then don't go right to it. Go off and tell the side story. I, th- I thought it works all right. I think it's going to work. I would have liked less wandering around to talk different random people for two pages and, and more about Wong's backstory, more about Wong Sr., more about what it means to be, you know, the Wong who works for whatever sorcery Yeah, that's name. fine. That was the interesting bit. Yeah. I, I Not want let's more see Clea. this character, let's beat up those characters. Yeah. So we end up with that, but what would you give it then? I think it was overall- Pretty good. I think there's some some clunky bits along the way, like we pointed out. But overall, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I'm glad we spent some time with Wong, and I'm going to give it a seven point three out of ten. I am giving it a kiss my grit six, and that is that. That is it for is the that. show. And uh, with that, please go over to our Twitter at the WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science to get yeah, a bunch check out of things, that Patreon. things we had a good time talking about spider oh yeah we were you talking about that, that. spider verse deal was a hoot it was Peter uh you parked car <laughs> telling you, you say that it boils my blood i have to go to the doctor <laughs> oh, in a little it? bit when I, when I say peter parked car yeah that's what gets me pressure? i'm telling you i'm gonna be there they're gonna be taking my blood pressure like why are you so riled up and then somehow somebody will come in i just parked my car and i'll go nuts <laughs> I'll go crashing through. Peter, things, but, where'd you park the car? Ah, uh, yes. But what is your book of the week? Then? My book of the week is the uh, aforementioned Edge of Spider Verse number four, featuring you know who? Yeah, Peter Park Car. Mine is <laughs> Carnage number six. Is what mine is, and actually surprised me because I did enjoy that a little more than I have been. So with then, I think I just need the two stories with John Shade and Cletus to intersect even more and come head to head with Kevin Neely. Yes. It is Kevin, right? Or Kevin. I think of Kevin. Ke- yeah, that's weird. I'm thinking of Kevin Neely. Oh my God. I'm thinking of the old SNL guy. Kevin Neely. Yeah, Neal. that's what I was thinking of. It's getting me all wacky. And Mr. Carnage. Subliminal. So, 
those yes those two deals kind of come together it's more and more i like a peter parker can go screw themselves with that i'm i'm running right now and i'm putting a <laughs> potato in peter parker's exhaust pipe and i'm gonna take him down i'm pouring salt into the <laughs> the deal oh my goodness gracious even that we didn't even talk about the idea that the big story is about oil and all this nonsense. I'm telling you, nonsense. No, no electric vehicles there. And, uh, so nonsense. 2023 or whatever it was. Seriously, why wasn't – I guess you couldn't have it the opposite way. I don't know Dan Slott's opinion, but you could have the shocker being an electric car and would have had a fun time with that. But See, I'd read that story. That sounds fun. Do but that he's time. the villain. It would be a weird play. Like, oh, what? Dan Slott, are you with the big oil? Like, I don't know. People would lose their mind somehow. They always find something. But Elon just, Musk in there somewhere. I, yeah, I just don't work. like that. Yeah, Elon, Elon Mustang. It all works. I mean, I'm telling you, now we're getting there. Why couldn't we have done that in the spotlight? Oh, my goodness. But what do we say at the end of the, the regular show? Have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Read apart comics. You are all weirdos. Elon Mustang. <laughs> Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.